0: Hello and welcome to Women in Strength. This is the podcast that goes far beyond what they teach us in Cert 3 and 4. My name is Rasheen Hawley and I'm going to be spending this time with you every single week jumping into the real life challenges, the real life topics that we face as a coach, as a business owner, and as a woman running her own business in the fitness industry. I've been in the industry since 2013, where I started out as a sole trader in a commercial space, and now I own my own gym here in Melbourne called Barbell Babes Brigade. I absolutely love being in this industry, and I love educating and exploring the things that come up on a daily basis. I love to help other ladies really explore their capabilities as a business owner, as a coach, and seeing what they can do, because the thing is... When we create businesses as women, we are unrivaled. We have a power that is so untouchable and I really, really want to explore these topics that quite frankly can stop us in our tracks sometimes. So strap in, we've got lots of stuff to cover. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Women in Strength podcast. If you haven't joined me before, my name is Rasheen, but I get called Ro um, and I am here in Melbourne, Australia. I'm um, doing all the things in the fitness industry which I absolutely fucking love. So, this podcast is all about talking, it's all it's talking all about the the topics that come up for us as business owners as coaches in the industry. Um and a lot of stuff that is not out there, we're not taught. There's very little discussion about it. That's what I really love to do with the people that I work with is real life talk, real life problems with what comes up for us. And today's podcast actually um, is something that I haven't read a lot about in in regards to like what's out there on socials or blogs or anything like that in in relevance to the health and fitness industry. And I just wanted to bring it up. So it was sparked by a book that I was reading this morning. So um, I was reading Eat, Pray, Love by Elizabeth Gilbert. And if you've read that book, you know how Amazing, it is. It's just like such a warm hug. Um, And I started reading it again the last like week because it's been crazy here in Melbourne, Australia. Um, We've entered our sixth lockdown and man, I just needed to read some stuff that was going to make me feel good. So that's the book that I chose and I absolutely love it. So in that book, it was talking about, um, there was like one line that just made me stop and write it in my notepad on my phone. Um, It was all about self-assurance and having the self-assurance to like ground yourself and take the actions you need. And that's not exactly what it said, but I'm paraphrasing it now and it's just kind of my spin on what I was reading. And like I think that a lot of coaches need to hear this um, and we need to open this discussion. Because having the the self-assurance in what you are doing, what you stand for, you know, why you're in the industry, it's so important to like really, really recognize and explore that further. Because our industry is so visual. There's always so many things going on, right? We we have lots of competing brands, lots of, um, you know, competing products, services, lots of influencers, all that kind of stuff. And it can be really easy as a coach and business owner if you are not clear on what you stand for, who you are, who you want to work with, what your, you know, values are in your business and your training modalities. If you're not clear on that shit, like you can easily get swept away in response to what is pushed through the fitness industry. And, you know, building and and having the self-assurance to go, you know what, this is me, this is what I'm doing, this is clear and and kind for me and clear and kind for my clients – That to me is like fucking props to you, sis. Like if you can really, really lean into that, acknowledge that and respect that, like fucking hell, you're going to go a long way in this industry Um, because we see it. We see cookie cutters. We see people doing the same thing as everyone else. We see literally people imitating and people copying. Um, And what can happen is when people go down that track is because it's not created by them, because it's not true to them you know it might come out hard and fast they might be successful for a short amount of time get quick wins and all that kind of shit but it's not true it's not honest it's not authentic and the actions stop the the desire falls off the drive starts to to wane because there's no self self assurance of who they are it's all influenced by shit that's out there and i'm you know i'm starting to see this well not starting i actually have seen it for a while when coaches will come to me um or you know people putting other coaches other business owners putting things out there in the social world saying I want to be the authority I want to be the leader I want to be the insert some kind of I'm at the top of my game and there is nothing fucking wrong with that like you know I think it's important in our industry to have an ego but an ego is not necessarily bad right like the definition, well, not the definition, but the usual like visceral feelings around when we hear the word ego is that it's bad. You know, a lot of people can associate ego with being arrogant, direct, um, rude, you know, burn everything else down and, and so that you can get where you want to get, selfish. Like there's a lot of connotations naturally that we think and feel around ego. But like if we didn't have an ego as a business owner and as a coach, like we would not have the fucking guts, the drive, the grit to make the decisions that we do will step into the entrepreneurial like space, right? So ego is not bad. We can have an ego that drives us forward, but it's also about understanding your ego and and realizing that your ego can have both sides. It can be something that drives you in a positive direction, but it can also be something that is driven by scarcity or, you know, influence and all this kind of stuff. So your ego ain't bad. But when I'm talking about this kind of statement of, I want to be the authority in the fitness space, or I want to be like the, you know the go-to and the Australian blah 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 like cool like cool props to you and if that's truly what you're wanting to do then fucking cool and if you can see it for what it is then then great but actually that didn't make sense that last statement let's just scrap that but what I mean is that if you are a coach and you're newer to the game and that is like your goal is to be the top leader in the woman's health space or like the top coach, right? Like you just have to, I just want you to stop and think about it. Like, what is this being driven by? Is this truly what I want? Is this truly in line with who I am? My values, like what I stand for, my, you know, my ethos as a brand, as a business, as a coach, like you need to just really ask yourself some questions because it, like I said, like it's an influencing industry. Like our clients go through it. They, They will see people that they aspire, inspire, you know, motivated by from the, the fitness industry. And they'll often do a lot of things that are just driven by those people doing them, right? We see it. And it's the same with coaches. Like, they will see their idols. They will see their inspiration, their coaches and business owners that they might work with um, or that they've been following for ages when they got into the industry and go, fuck, like, I want to do that. I want to be this person, right? And then that's where they start driving, but they're not actually taking the time to understand, like, why are they driving towards these goals? Is it out of an abundant mindset or is it driven by scarcity of comparison expectations? I've got to be the best. I've got to keep driving. And I think that when we can stop and go, you know what? I see it. I hear it. I can see what everyone's doing. um, But like recognizing if some of that stuff is not like set aside for that business owner. Okay. So self-assurance is all about going, you know what? I hear and see all these influences, but... I've taken that data. I've taken that feedback from what I'm seeing in the fitness industry. Some of it's relevant, some of it's not. I'm going to push forward with my goals um, because they are driven by X, Y, Z. That is relevant to me. I can also see that I've got another goal that I really want to drive, but I feel like there might be some underlying thoughts and feelings that are driven because I'm getting influenced or these expectations or you know, I'm putting pressure on myself. That is self-assurance to me. That is like... Having the the level of awareness to stop and recognize that, hey, you might be driving based on someone else because we don't want to put a ladder up against a wall and then fucking realize when we get to the top, holy shit, like I got to the top, I achieved my goals. You look around, you go, motherfucker, like this is what? This is not as great as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be magical up here at the top of this ladder and realizing that that goal was not actually intended for you. It was a goal intended for someone else. So I think that, you know, if you're, I mean, you will be a coach and business owner if you're listening to this particular podcast, like, I just want you to stop and like, think about the self-assurance that you have to, to ground yourself and Take that time to really not just recognize what's important, what you value, what's your moral compass, all that kind of stuff, who you want to work with, what are the outcomes that you want, not just recognize, but truly, truly like build that into your business, build that into your life and like have the courage and conviction to go, you know what, these are the actions that I'm going to take and I'm not going to act in response to what's going on. And I know for the very first, like for the first few years, I would even say like probably up to like four years in, like I was very much driving in like response to other things that were happening in the industry. I've got some like goal cards on my desk and every um, year I will fill in these little cards of like what I want to achieve that year. Like what are these goals? And I keep them. And I started doing that. And I've got the goal cards from like when I first started doing it. And they are very, very like driven by being in a, like being, uh, responding to what's happening. Like I literally um, remember when it was like, I want to be the leading authority in the fitness space. I want to be like, you know, the go-to female coach in the commercial gym that I was working at, like that kind of stuff. And although that is good and well, like when I look back at it now, like it had nothing to fucking do with me. It was all about like proving myself and, you know, being the best and like standing up and being recognized and being the authority. And it's like the further that I stay in the industry, I'm like, yawn, I can't be fucked. Like, you know what like this is my this is my business this is my race like i'm not interested in being here for a short hard fast exciting time like this is my life i am here for for my life my business has my business is created to you know, nurture and inspire, like be a safe space for women, for my stuff, for myself. And if I'm setting goals and and chasing, you know, chasing pathways and climbing ladders, that's all about fucking response and, and scarcity and all this kind of shit, then fuck, I'm on someone else's journey. So the longer that I do stay in the industry and the older that I get as well, um, It's just my self-assurance is just like, fuck, like do your thing. This is what you do, like run your own race. That's not to say you can't recognize what's going out there. I think it's important to do your research, see what's going on the market, but ultimately coming back to you coming back to why the fuck you're in this industry, coming back to your clients, your meaning, your why, and then building that self-assurance. And you build that self-assurance by nurturing who you are, nurturing you know your values, what you enjoy, um, nurturing you as a person outside of being a coach and business owner so that you don't get pushed around by the industry because it's very fucking easy in a visual industry like what we work, on, work in to be pushed, pushed around all the time. And I am interested in that because I see what happens with coaches and business owners. They come in, they go hard and fast, they get fucked up and they're done. Like it's just not sustainable because it's not true. So I hope that's given you a, you know, something to think about is, you know, if we, if we're constantly saying things like, I want to be the leader, I want to be this, I want to be that, like, I just want you to stop and think, fuck, like, let's do some exploration around this because it's brave, it's strong, it's so courageous to be like, This is who I am. This is what self-assurance is for me. Um, I need to do this to ground myself and these are the actions that I'm going to take. I feel complete fucking conviction when I take actions in my business for my staff and my community because they're driven by me. Of course, it doesn't mean I'm not influenced by other things. Everyone is, okay? No matter how strong and self-assured you say you are, like we are influenced by things, but it's just having that like lens and that wider scope to look down and go, you know what? I'm going to question that. I'm just going to explore it a little bit further okay so self-assurance have that self-assurance to ground and take what fits for you and fucking disregard what what doesn't okay all right guys talk to you soon bye